Welcome to the Achilles Hypnosis Podcast. Once again, it is episode 5, talking about pain. In this, I interview um, my my dad and my wife, Boyd and Kayla. I will say that uh, I do most of the talking, unfortunately. Because this is right before I did my presentation about uh, pain relief for pregnant ladies in conjunction with the Mermaid Birthing Center here in Brigham City. So, I hope you enjoy it. Um, Listen for certain things. And I do apologize. I do call Native Americans Indians at one point. I do correct myself in there. But, just to point it out, I'm not trying to be racist or anything. But, I I do try my best to make sure everybody's included and everything goes smoothly. There will be another piece here as well. My full presentation. My full presentation on pain which will be in one of the next episodes. If you want to see the slideshow, go ahead and email me at achilleshypnosis at gmail.com and I will get that that presentation over there for you. So again, this is the Achilles Hypnosis Podcast and I hope you enjoy this episode 5 on pain with Boyd, Kayla, and Taylor. We're, we're here in this podcast. I'm Taylor. Taylor Lancaster, uh, certified consulting hypnotist. This is for my Achilles hypnosis business. Um, today I have my dad, Boyd, and my wife, Kayla. And we're going to be talking about kind of what we're talking about today, the pain uh, management that we have here. And you've both been to my seminar before. So some things are going to change today a little bit. Like, one, uh, did we talk about like the three points of the body? When I when we did it last, I don't okay. And on the video, you can probably see it right here. There's three points: of the body, the spiritual, or astral, or energetic, whatever you want to call it, depending on like your profession. So, for example, my aunt's is foot zoner, and she it's an energetic body to her. And then you have your physical body, which is your flesh and bones and stuff like that. And then you have your emotional or mental body. Sense. So with spiritual and stuff, when we have all these things working in harmony, we're healthy, we're happy, and everything works on. So I kind of mentioned this uh, in the last one as well, that when something's off balance, sometimes it's manifested in a different thing. So for example, you see the brain, the mental body is down. So let's say this person's depressed. And it's manifesting in physical forms, such as lethargicness, tiredness, things like that. Does that make sense? Now, let's take, for example, a lot of times we don't have the spiritual aspect in here. I did not put a picture in here to show, like, the spirituality or astral or whatever body you want to call it. Um, Sometimes when you have a spiritual deficit, it affects the whole entire body. Um, have either of you read the Scarlet Letter? Okay, so for all of viewers who haven't, and Dad, pretty much the Scarlet Letter is a story about, um, you know, the pilgrims from Massachusetts, pretty much. The Quakers, not Quakers, what are they called? Puritans? Yeah, Puritans. They're Puritans. So this lady and this priest have an affair together. Her husband's off at sea. Okay, they don't know where her husband is. They think he's still alive. Like he is in the whole entire story. 
So this priest having an affair with her, and lo and behold, a baby comes out. And they, they bring her to a church court, more or less, for excommunication. And they ask, so who's the dad? So that they can punish him, too. And because he is a priest, they don't. They don't um, want to be brought out because his whole entire livelihood would be destroyed. And he would have to do a lot of other crap, and he would be punished more than the woman was. Well, and so, she didn't want to tell. She didn't want to tell who it was because because of how bad it would be for him. She loved him, and so her punishment was to wear a big A on all of her clothing for adulteress. Okay, the funny part was she made all the clothes in the town. She made every clothes except for wedding dresses, which made no sense to them because they all sinned, they all made mistakes, blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to making a wedding dress, it's not that much different. You could have just bought it from her. She would have made a fun dress. Even though she was an adulteress, she just made a mistake, whatever. But during this whole entire time in this story, the husband's trying to get back. He gets back, blah, blah, blah. The priest is having a hard time. He's pretty much dying because of the sin that he committed and the, and the uh, what do you call it, the secret that he's been keeping. He's aged a lot. He's a young man when he dies. He's like, the, child, the, the kid's still a kid, and, and the guy dies. He was a young priest when he died. And when he confessed that he was the one who had the affair with the woman, he immediately died, which goes to the point of the spirituality, it does affect other parts of your body. Like, it may start out with your mental, you may become depressed, lethargic, and all that other thing, but it moves on into your physical body. So, one of the big points, like I point out, is if a, if a kid has pornography issues, where is the pain supposed to be? That's a question for you, too. Wait, what? If the kid has a pornography issue, so it's more, where's the pain supposed to be? Depending on the person, but we're just going to go with, this is a normal person, like in our community, they have a pornography issue, they are a member of, uh, they're a church-going person, and where's the pain supposed to be, more or less? It's probably mental. Okay. It's, it's more or less in the mental and the spiritual part. So, again, when it's spiritual pain, is sin. Or, well, mental and spiritual are pretty much connected in, in and of itself. But if you're a spiritual person, you have another connectivity like religion. A moral code, more or less. And if you break your moral code, you feel guilt. And that is the other, other word that you can use for, like, sin. It's guilt. And if you know it's wrong and you keep doing it, you get more guilty, more guilty. And you start to feel depressed and things like that. Mom doesn't know about this, but she sees the depression. Where does the mom send the kid? The mom sends the kid to a psychologist. And what does the psychologist do? Oh, you're just depressed. It might be a little, a little bit of this. Here's a pill. Take it. You feel better. It doesn't help you feel better. They try a different pill. It doesn't make you feel better. In that situation, what do you think should have been done? I'm going to talk to find out what's going on. Yeah, we're in an easy fix kind of society. We just want things done. We don't want to fix it ourselves. We don't want the hard work. We want to just keep the pain, and the pain just needs to be gone. We don't want 
product. So what we do, we give it just fix these that are actually helping us. So the pain is showing up in the mental part, but we're treating the body because we don't know what else to do because we think the body is just the flesh and the bones when really it's separate three things because like the clergyman is for a spiritual spiritual issues a mental person is well back then they didn't have psychologists but pretty much spiritual and physical body was the ailments you have a boo-boo you go to a doctor if you have a sin you go to a priest Pretty much the separation there. Now, I want to get your opinion, both of you's opinion on these pictures. And for those of you who don't have the uh, visual point, it is a picture of a dude doing mesmerism, which is holding up his hand, and there's some sort of like beam going to the other person's face, and a pocket watch waving. So, what 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 are your guys' opinions of that on hypnosis? It's stigmatism. Yeah, so if you look, if you saw this picture anywhere else, would you connect it to hypnosis? You would, but you wouldn't. Uh, I mean, it was, I don't know, just sort of. So are you saying, like, now that you know what hypnosis is, this isn't really what it is? Yeah, it's not really, really what it is. Okay. Far-fetched depiction of... Well, back then, that's how they did it. Because they're, back in the day, they had to, well, it was hypnosis and mesmerism, and mesmerism, they threw your hands around and they, and they shut their eyes. It was, it's, it's weird to watch, because I've actually seen someone do actual mesmerism without actually saying something. It is very bizarre, it's very weird, it's, yeah, it doesn't feel right all the time. But, you know, that, that's what it was. Another thing, the subconscious thinks like a kid rather than an adult. So, for example, Dad, if I said, let's, well, let's kind of put it into context. Um, if I gave you a hot towel, like it was burning hot and I'm holding it and say, don't touch it and you're trying to grab it from me, what would you do? I still not, I wouldn't grab it, wouldn't I? What would a kid do? Um, might test the boundaries. <laughs> Depends on how, how how well they trust you at that, that point in time. How well they understand what you mean. Okay, but more or less it could be either because of trust when they say don't, don't, or again, like you said, testing the boundaries. Say, oh, I don't think so. Ow! Yeah, so that there, therein lies the difficulty yeah. because the subconscious is working all the time. And your childish behavior, like when you wake up, you're not, how are you, how are you when you wake up most of the time? <laughs> like a kid, it's like, why do you wake me up? Five more minutes, please. Well, that's the whole point. The, the subconscious is just, you're going from a hypnotic, you're going from a deep sleep to a hypnotic, a slight hypnotic state in order to get to a conscious state. And you're acting like a kid, more or less, am I right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
especially when you're talking in your sleep, you're having dreams about things like you desire. You're driving a red car, you're you're running around a marathon if that's your thing. But most of the time, the dreams are things that you want or your brain's working out. <laughs> you want to expound upon that? What? You want to expound upon that? The stuff that you did that gave it's weird? Yeah. Let's kind of talk about dreams here for a second, like the hip- hypnosis oh, of dreams. I don't know, like, well, I have a kid, so it's just weird. Like, sometimes she's either, like, crawling out of the crib and she falls down, or <laughs> she, like, suddenly turns into this, like, life-size human being and but has that? Not a baby but has that ever happened other than that no. second one? <laughs> no. Okay. So then another thing, the ki- when your subconscious is more fearful than, than your conscious mind most of the time, unless you train yourself to be positive all the time, especially with pain, sometimes pain is an emotional thing and a mental thing. You keep telling yourself, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, especially with depression. When you lean over, you start to make your back hurt. It does become a physical thing. It's like, oh, I'm such a, I'm such a horrible person. I'm never gonna do anything. And you just, your back just starts to hunch over, more or less, because that's what the physiology does when you're depressed. And then your back hurts for the rest of your life. So, really, it's kind of the same connection. If you, if you tell yourself something fearfully, it's gonna continue for the rest of your life with the pain, pain or anything else. Because really pain, if you want to go back to that uh, definition of pain, pain does not have to be physical. Pain can be like fear, fear that we have. Well, it's not fear, it's just, I don't know, you're a brand new mom, so you're tired all the time, and then just tell them you did <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or like when you're like a month out, the baby's only like a month old and you have her in the bed with you and then you thought that you put her in the crib, but you can't remember if she's in the crib or not. So you're like trying to find her through the blankets and she's not there. She's in the crib. And she didn't know that she put her in the crib. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that that was interesting that night. Because we were just so tired. Okay, definition of pain. A localized or generalized unpleasant bodily sensation or complex of sensations that causes mild to severe physical discomfort and emotional distress and typically results from bodily disorders such as injury or disease. Okay, the next one. A basic bodily sensation that is induced by a noxious stimulus is received by naked nerve endings, is characterized by physical discomfort such as pricking, throbbing, or aching. And then this one is, makes my point here, number B. Mental or emotional distress or suffering. So even stress is more or less pain. Because and one of the big things that they tell us that pain, if you if you're not if you don't have stress or you don't have pain, you're dead, more or less. Because really, 
you're going to go through some crap in your life. You're going to have issues. And if you can't get over those issues, like pain, distress, or guilt, or anything, really, if you can't get over that, you're not going to become successful in any point. If a father, mother, even a student, career, it doesn't matter. There are pains in life that you're going to have to get through. And one of them is guilt or distress, which is causes most things, guilt and other things. Well, let's talk about that. Is hypnosis, Dad, is hypnosis still weird to you? No. Have you ever had, like, well, not with me, have you ever had hypnosis? No. Like a stage show or anything? No. Well, technically, you did go into hypnosis when we did the spinning thing. Yeah, but that wasn't a stage show. I know, but it was therapeutic. When we did do the spinning thing, I know you were kind of, like, skeptical about it. Yeah, I was started, yes. You want to expound upon that? Um, like what we did and stuff like that? Well, it's, I, I, yeah, it's been a while, so I can't remember, but, uh, you know, thinking about it, you could you know, pull the pain out and then get rid of it. It's interesting that your mind could do that. And that's kind of a, that's a somnambulistic state because what we, what the technique is, so it can just tell the audience. You find the pain in your body, you pretty much see it, and it becomes a color and a texture, and you take all the pain out, and sometimes you have to wait there for a minute because it's there for a little bit, stuff hides. You put it in your hands, and you can feel the texture, you can see the color, and then you can see it's rotating up and down, side to side, clockwise, counterclockwise, whatever it's going. And then you take it whichever way you want to go. So if you want to feel more of that, so for example, if I told you take out all the happiness in your body, take out all the happiness, you see the color, blah, 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 blah. And if you want more of that, I'm going to have you spinning thing the way it's already rotated, make it bigger. And if it's something that you don't want, like for example, pain or distress, we're going to turn it the opposite way so that it gets rid of it or changes it. Doesn't really get rid of it, it's changing what's already there. And then you put it back in your body. That's a somnambulistic state. Meaning that so when when there's pain in your body, may I tell you that there's a certain color to it? Is that color actually there? No. So you're seeing things that I tell you and suggestions that I give you, right? Yes. It's the somnambulistic state, which is the one of the deepest states of hypnosis you can possibly go. Hmm. So that's basic hypnosis. Another thing with basic hypnosis, you might might think that this is funny, but it's a, a school teacher with a classroom. That's hypnosis. Because the definition of hypnosis is a highly suggestible state. What does a teacher do? teacher gives you suggestion, meaning, like especially now we talk about uh, Democratic and, and Republican people, like you have to be red or blue in this country, and the teachers push upon the students their ideals, their time and all, so-and-so is a bad person, or so-and-so didn't do this though, or so-and-so didn't do this. It's opinion, but it's taken as fact because student trusts the teacher because they're placed in a place of authority. Even science can be taken as opinion. How long did we go thinking that uh, 
the world revolved, the, the sun revolved around the earth. Galileo was taught that. And another thing, one of the, this, that proves this, we are all taught, or, I'm going to ask you to this, where we all taught that Columbus sailed the ocean board in 1492 so that he could find out if the world was round. Yes. Yeah. That's well, actually, correct. I thought he thought there was, there I thought was, it was flat. He thought there was trade routes on the other side. Exactly. We were all taught the, that he thought the world wasn't round, it was flat. That's wrong. It was for trade routes. He was trying to find faster trade routes to India. That's why the American Indians were called Indian. The Native Americans were called American Indians at one point. Because Isaiah in the Bible knew, and that was like thousands of years before before Christopher Columbus, he knew the world was round. So we were taught crap, more or less. We were suggested that this is the truth, but it wasn't. So, yeah, more or less, that's pretty much what we're going to talk about uh, today. And this information is going to go on. Um, you can go on my, uh, well, you'll be able to get this information through me later on. And, again, any other questions about hypnosis, anything in general? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all we have to talk about today. I hope to see you later. Again, thank you for listening to this podcast. It's the Achilles Hypnosis Podcast. Again, if you want the rest of this information, uh, the slideshow I'm going off of for the next episode that I have here, um, go ahead and email me at achilleshypnosis at gmail.com. And just stay tuned for more exciting stuff. And yeah, I'm sorry. I promised that I would put either Martha or Jenny Lynn McKinnon's interview on here. But this one was already edited, so... I thought you would prefer to listen to this because uh, one of the biggest things that we do use hypnosis for is pain, as you've heard. And I use it for kidney stones and a lot of other things. Sometimes you just don't keep up with your health. Again, this is the Achilles Hypnosis Podcast, and I'm going to do two more episodes um, of the daily, and then I'm going to do it weekly, and I'll tell you what day of the week it's going to be on. Again, thank you again. I'm Taylor Lancaster, Certified Consulting Hypnotist with Achilles Hypnosis in Brigham City, Utah, and I hope to hear from you soon.